Hey, it's your girl, Antoinette Tillman. I just want to thank you for stopping by my podcast. I'm going to jump right on in. This Today's episode is called Fighting the Good Fight. Fighting the Good Fight. And I wanted to talk about this today because I think that we can have so many causes that we're fighting for. We can be fighting for our rights in so many areas in life. But if we're not fighting the right fights, we can find ourselves exerting energy, swinging and kicking and <laughs> hopefully not literally. But I'm just thinking about when you're fighting against something and if you're not fighting for the right causes, you can find yourself being depleted, you know, and, and coming to the end of yourself wondering why is there, why I'm not yielding the results that I thought I was going to yield. But when you fight the good fight, and you keep the main thing the main thing you then will find yourself seeing results that are lasting long lasting so one of the first things i wanted to jump right in there fighting the good fight of faith fighting the good fight of faith and that's that when you're fighting the good fight of faith faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen when you're fighting the good fight of faith you are resisting every thought that come up against the knowledge of who God is and you're casting it down and bringing it subject, making it obey, you know, bringing it to the obedience of Christ. This, like if God said that he shall supply all of my needs, I am combating every single thought that come in and say anything contrary. If God says that he died, that I may have life and have it more abundantly, overflowing to the full, I am coming up against every thought that comes in and tells me that my life is meaningless, it's worthless, that it's nothing. I'm I'm fighting and combating those thoughts. I'm I'm doing the necessary swing. I love how Paul put it, that he's not shadow boxing like one that's fighting the air. But every single hit and swing that he does is with intentionality. It's intention behind it. I know the target in which I am swinging at and I'm combating against it. And this comes with resisting the enemy. First and foremost, knowing your opponent. Yeah, I wanted to... I almost missed that part. I want us to make sure that we have the right opponent, that we're not fighting against those we're called to love, that we're not fighting against those that we're supposed to walk alongside in unity with, but we're fighting a good fight. The Bible says that we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but through spiritual principalities. I see far too much people are fighting against people and constantly are at odds and swinging and hitting the wrong opponent. How, how much more with the opponent that's know that they're the one throwing little shade or throwing things your way and he's sitting back laughing, looking at two people pointing at one another. This is very crucial and especially in marriage. You know, we had the accuser of the brethren come in with thoughts and accusations. Some maybe some truth it may start with some truth. Like, well, oh, he don't ever do this or she don't ever or she always. Those always and nevers tend to have a lie behind it, to be quite honest with you. If you really look at those things and when you use those type of verbiage in our minds and say, well, they never listen. Is that really true? You know? You have to look and see, like, is this really true? So they never listen. Never listen to who? Never listen to you? Never listen to... Oh, well, they never listen to me. They never listen to you. Why are you two married? Like, that's not the truth. 
they have they have listened to you maybe they can get better at their listening skills maybe you can get better at your communication skills and communicating how you would like and how it makes you feel for them to listen those are just some things to just kind of look at and unravel because those lies that say they never or you always you always do this go and unravel that because when we start fighting the good fight of faith especially if we're praying for our marriage right because if we have a marriage we should pray it we covered and probably prayed to be married and then it shouldn't have stopped there we pray to be married we have to continue to pray and bring our marriage before the lord and say god unify us that we may walk in a marriage that is glorifying you that we are representations of who christ is to the church for the for the bride of christ Christ is the husband. Lord, let our marriage reflect who you are to the church. That I'm the wife that is submitting to my husband, loving my husband, respecting my husband. That my husband loves me like Christ loved the church and honors me and walks with me with understanding. That we're walking together, not as two people going in different directions, but in oneness and unity in Christ Jesus, rooted and grounded in the faith, with the Bible being our authority in which we submit to and we listen to, and if we're being kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ has forgiven us, Ephesians 4.32, we are walking and fighting not against one another, but against the same opponent that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We're fighting against the same opponent that, that hates God and resists God. So we're not fighting each other because we know we are together in a team with one another. And, and, and that is a beautiful thing when we're able to identify the correct opponent so that we're using our energy and using our strengths in our weaknesses right because when you acknowledge that this person is not my enemy i acknowledge that in their weakness especially if you're strengthened in the area we have moments um i was talking to my husband about that you know the other day that i thank god that it literally seemed like there's times where it can be the same topic the same issue that one moment he's like he's strong in it like what's going on baby I got you you know he's helping me and it's a big deal to me like oh my goodness especially dealing with the kids or when they get hurt and our response and how we react that was a that was a very thing we were talking about um because I have my exploring one-year-old son who is very adventurous and we have hardwood floors and oh love it but don't <laughs> yeah so and, and our reactions and our response and I remember a time where I was over I was oh my goodness what are we supposed to do and husband was very calm cool collective action oriented solution oriented going in finding a solution even then to de-escalate and calm me down kept my child calm because he was calm and I was like thank god for that just more recently it was him you know and it was me in the calm mode but that was God's grace God's peace not me it was truly God's peace that surpasses all understanding it. Um, but that's not to say he had any less that's just to say we have our moments of times of one is strengthened one is feels weak or one may feel weak but in our weaknesses God's strength is made perfect in and through us so we should be able to glory in our weaknesses we should be able to be happy about our weaknesses not 
um, feel bad or being looked at or looked down on because we have a weakness. But it's rather, and when I say weakness, I'm talking about true and sincere weaknesses that happen in the soul, mind, and spirit, not necessarily a choice that you have um, as far as sin goes. Um, You know, you can be tempted in certain areas, but if you are struggling with the sin, that and I, when I would say struggling, you are continuing to fall into a certain sin that's not necessarily a weakness, that's a choice, and you're yielding over because whom the sun set free is free indeed. And we've been totally set free from sin and bondage, Romans 6, right? Sin no longer has dominion over us, so we don't have to yield like it's our master and we have no choice. No, we have a choice to be able to resist the devil and he will flee. So, just to clarify that, so, so back in when we're talking about weaknesses, um. And your weakness could be patience. You know, you're trying to be patient and be more patient. You have a spouse and children or co-workers or traffic. You'll know real quick that patient doesn't... Patient needs to have its perfect work. We need to allow it to have its perfect work, right? So we can come to the place that God wants us to be and be complete and lacking nothing. James, right? The book of James says that. Um, but I do want to talk about, again, fighting the good fight, fighting the right opponent swinging um at the right person or at the right things whenever one of the things you can fight against instead of fighting each other about finances and what's not going right you can take a a full-blown fight against debt you you can work together guys and make a budget and when you make a budget these are practical right making a budget together and say you know what we're going to alleviate one debt at a time whether it's on your on the husband's end or the wife's end this is you two are together in this and you two are collectively coming together you know alleviating a problem obviously right um because we want to owe no man nothing but to love them right we want to get to the point that we are lenders and not borrowers and in that you're working together in a unit to, to, to alleviate an issue that is stressing both of you or not it don't have to be stressing you but something that you don't want to continue to grow and fester especially with interest right <laughs> so let's move on to the next thing when we're talking about fighting the good fight when we're fighting the good fight and we think about you know what I want to make sure that this fight that I'm in that is producing all of the necessary things that it needs to produce when you fight the good fight of I'm fighting against temptation that I may grow in self-control, that's a personal thing. Temptations, a lot of times, it starts in the mind and try to make its way to your heart. But that's why we have to guard our heart against all of those things so that we don't face certain issues, reoccurring issues in your life. For Proverbs 4.23 says, right, guard your heart with all diligence for additive flows of very issues of life. I actually don't know if there's going to be an episode where you don't hear that scripture because I want to overly emphasize the importance of guarding your heart. But let's move on. We're fighting the good fight so that we're now swinging and taking the right swings at things that are trying to come in and make its way into my heart or my mind that has no right to have residence there. Let me tell you, the Bible says in the book of Colossians, um, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts another translation let the peace of christ work as the umpire of your heart another translation let the peace of christ have dominion in your heart you guys those are all powerful because i'm like god 
I really want your peace that surpasses all understanding. Your peace that causes raging storms to stand still. Your peace where Jesus says, this peace I give unto you, not as the world give. Let not your hearts be troubled. I want your peace to work in my heart, to move in my heart. So I fight against all chaos. I fight against fear that will come against my peace. I fight against anxieties that will come against my peace. I fight against worry that will come against my peace. How do you fight against anxiety and worry? Because the Bible says to be worried. Don't worry about anything. But in all things in prayer and supplication, make your requests made known. So if it's a worry, turn it to a prayer. This worry came for a reason. Now I need to pray about it. Oh, it's anxiety. Be anxious for nothing. But in all things in prayer and supplication, let your request be made known. This anxiousness didn't come for nothing. Thank God I got something to pray about. The Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. This has given us opportunities to pray. So if you have an active mind like me, <laughs> you see awesome opportunities to be able to pray and bring God into the situation. The Bible says if you acknowledge God in all of your ways, he will direct your paths. There's the direction. God, I need clear direction. Acknowledge him in all of your ways. He'll give you that direction. Well, God, I need more peace. It says, God, keep those in perfect peace whose minds stay upon him. Another translation said, whose thoughts turns to him continually. Throughout the day, whether you're at work, no matter where you are, if you're turning your thoughts to God, that's fighting and resisting and fighting against anxiety. That's fighting against, you know, um, things that worry that comes your way. I'm turning my heart to God and turning my mind to God. God, I need you. Even if it's just that writing and doodling, I do this, guys. This is real. I remember even when I worked full time to now being staying at home, which is work. I will not allow anyone to minimize. I just don't have any days off. <laughs> I have no time off. I literally try to make, take a lunch break. This is me, you know, sneaking time, but that just means I'm up at like four or five o'clock in the morning while the kids are sleeping but fighting against anxieties and fears so that you may stand in a peace that surpasses all understanding the peace like a river the peace that comes in and floods your heart mind and soul so i have to make war against anything that is contrary to the word of god the book of colossians listen so colossians 3 i love using that scripture when i'm talking about fighting or putting up making war against that is an awesome scripture for you to go to and i would love for you to go and read it for yourself um in colossians 3 going down but i'm gonna go and i'm gonna um say some of it it says to kill mortify the deeds of your flesh those things that are earthly in you that are raging war in you when we fight against those type of things it helps us to walk out the life god has called us to walk those things that are earthly on the inside of us those passions and desires and temptations that come to all humankind because as long as we're living in this flesh we are going to it says our flesh will always be at war against our spirit and our spirit will always be at war against our flesh. What does that mean? We will always have natural desires um, that will, will try to pull you. As Adam and Eve had from the garden, they were tempted, you know, but it's up to us. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, that um, no temptation has come to you that is not common to man. But God is faithful that with every temptation, 
God will make a way of escape. How do we fight against temptation? Is by looking for the way of escape. God, show me the way of escape so that I may escape this thing, this temptation, so that I don't drown in it. It says no temptation can come and overtake you. And, and But it talked about God faithfulness, not our faithfulness. And I love it. I love to stay in where God's strength is, even if I'm weak. God is faithful that with every temptation, he makes a way of escape. So it's not for you to try to make your own. No, God makes the way of escape is for us to find those ways and take those ways of escape. We are to flee youthful lust or anything to not give room to it, right? You want to starve those things out. Starve out. Um, how do I starve out? I'm going to talk for myself. And this is not me saying anyone else should do this. This is just what I did. Ways that I starved out, you know, um, what I watched and what I listened to, what I watched on TV or what I entertained in conversation and relationship. I starved it out by not entertaining it anymore. I don't want to entertain, especially I was a, because I been, went through so much stuff in my life, I was a suspicious individual distrusting didn't trust a lot of people but whenever I started to really weigh in and want to have trusting and lasting relationship I stopped entertaining um, gossip about other people or watching tv shows that constantly had you suspicious and for me studying you know um, human and family development I, you, there's so many moving parts that will always be taking place in every given life there's people you can't trust people you can we get that right but you don't want to walk around with a highly suspicious that everyone and you're not giving them a benefit of a doubt and allowing them to be who they are having conversations for them in your mind or allowing what other people's conversations to be about that person to be set in stone without having a necessary conversation with that person i'm big on communication communicating with the right people when you want to fight against discord you're going to go to the necessary party to have the conversation that you need to have with that person and not have conversations with other people i'm not going to stay in on these moments but i do want us to continue to fight Fight the good fight and continue to allow God and know that he's fighting for you and with you and not against you. And this battle is not ours. It is the Lord and it is already won. God bless you. Bye.